Yeah, yeah. Car Sessions, New York City, currently riding through Brooklyn. Crown Heights, more specifically. The Chicago Cubs, after, you know, attempting to try to give it away, are world champions. Let that soak in for a second. The Chicago Cubs are world champions. A lot of people thought they would never see that in their lifetime, that the Cubs would be good enough to be champions. But as I said on the sports report this past Monday, it couldn't just be the juggernaut Cubs winning the championship. Curses shouldn't end with a juggernaut team who is just better than everybody. Curses should end with legendary moments. Moments that will live Forever, regardless of the age, Red Sox fans will always pass on the memory of being down 3-0, then coming back and beating the hated Yankees. Forget what happened in the World Series against the Cardinals that year. Forget that. It was always about beating the Yankees. And the way they did that, legendary. This juggernaut Cubs team, for as good as it was throughout the season, Ended up down 3-1 To a I don't want to call it an underdog But a team that clearly was not the best team in the playoffs Player for player They weren't better than the Red Sox Player for player They weren't better than the Toronto Blue Jays Yet there they were One win away From winning the championship And this moron in the middle of a left turn In an intersection just stops To let someone cross the street You shouldn't have started to turn in the first place Yes, people, Car Sessions, New York City is back. The Indians had really and truly no business being up 3-1. They had no business being in the World Series, but there they were. One win, three chances to get one, and they would have been champions after a 68-year drought. As we know now, the drought has gone on in 69 years. But the Cubs, legendarily, <laughs> down 3-1, made the push. Up 6-3 to three. The game ends up tied and goes into extras And then they win the championship That is how A curse That is how a championship drought should end Much like the Cleveland Cavaliers Going into Oracle Arena go, Going into Golden State 73 wins in all Cleveland desperate for any kind of winning Cleveland's title drought Ended in a legendary fashion down 3-1 on the road. It seems to be a theme in sports in 2016. Down 3-1, got to win game seven on the road. The numbers, all the numbers say the championship is not supposed to go to the visiting team in that game seven situation. The team up 3-1 with home field advantage in game seven is supposed to win that game. But the Cubs, the best team all year, the best team all year, did what they were supposed to do. Here's the one thing I'll say. My homie Marcus LeBron said something on Twitter. I gave him a little grief because that's what I do. But he made a point. There's no reason why the Cubs, the best team all year, should be playing game seven on the road, period. That should not be the case. Going forward, that whole bogus all-star game rule, throw it out, please. All this all the game counts. Look, look, we're all past the, the tie game. Managers are much smarter now in 2016 than they were what was it, 2002 or whatever year it was when the game ended in a tie in Milwaukee. 
Managers are smarter now. They know how to handle players. Even if you ha even if you have to sub out players and sub them back in to make sure the game is decided so that you don't run out of players, that's what you do. But going forward, the All-Star game should not decide the championship. That, that, not the championship, but home field advantage in the World Series. That, that should never be the case. And I feel as though baseball needs to do what they have to do. Do what's necessary to get rid of that. It's asinine. I'm sorry. You know, it's, it, it's foolishness. Wrigley Field should have had the luxury of having that moment. Chicago as a city should have had the luxury of having that moment. But an all-star game, besides that, where half the players don't even make, not even half, you, I, I could say 85% of the players on that roster are not on teams that make the playoffs. So, so how is it possible that these players decide who gets home field in the World Series? What's the point of playing the regular season? You should you should just flip a coin in every round to decide who gets home field advantage. Ohio, you know what I mean? The team could win 100 games and they have to go on the road. That's, that's BS. I'm sorry. That's BS. But salute to the Cubs. Salute to me for saying that if they were going to do it, it had to be this way. It couldn't be a, a walkthrough. It had to be some drama. The fans had to be stressed. Even when they went up 6-3, you know, uh, uh, Ross hits the home run after the, the, the Indians get two runs in the jankiest of fashions. Ross hits the home run. Chicago takes a sigh of relief. Chicago has shut down uh, Cleveland. So many Cubs fans in the building for that game, which is a ridiculous to me. Cleveland as a city should be embarrassed. They should be ashamed of themselves. There should not have been that many Cubs fans in the building. I'm embarrassed for them. But that being said, this is how it should have been down. All those Cubs fans sticking their chest out, they needed to feel tension. They needed to feel stress. It couldn't be a walkthrough. It had to be something that they could pass on to generation and generations and generations to come. The Cubs stressed us the hell out. We were down 3-1. We blew the lead in Game 7 on the road. And we still found a way to call ourselves world champions. Salute to the Chicago Cubs. Staying in the theme of a 3-1 a lead and losing Game 7 at home. Draymond Green is quoted as saying he wants to annihilate the Cleveland Cavaliers if they were to meet once again in the finals. And I get that. The way you lost the championship, the way you handed the championship to the Cleveland Cavaliers, the way some might say the, the, the championship was handed to the Cavaliers by the NBA, but that's neither here nor there. Of course you should want to annihilate the Cleveland Cavaliers. He tweeted last night something about 3-1, that, 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 the dastardly 3-1 lead. Yeah, he's bitter. He should be bitter. You guys should be two-time defending world champions. You got Cleveland running around here with the title belt trolling you guys on Halloween 3-1 lead. You know, like I said on the, on the sports report, Something is going on between these two teams. Something is going on between these two teams that hasn't been brought to light. It just can't be LeBron throwing shade at Steph because they was calling Steph the best player in the world, the standing fourth unanimous MVP. It has to be deeper than that. Because since the Cleveland Cavaliers won the championship, they have been trolling the Golden State Warriors. LeBron wearing the Ultimate Warrior t-shirt, you know, little pot shots here and there. The championship ring. I got to say this. I appreciate this NBA rivalry. Some are going to say it's not a rivalry. I'm seeing people on the social media sites talking about the 80s and it can't be a rivalry and guys are not going to fight. It's, it's not about fighting, man. It's, it's, it's not about throwing bows. This is not the 90s. This is not the 80s. I don't want to see a 77 to, to 76 game and with a whole bunch of elbows being thrown and, and P.J. Brown suplexing Charlie Ward. I don't want to see that. 
I just want to see two high level teams playing for a championship. That's what I want. I want two high level teams repeatedly playing for a championship. That's what makes a rivalry. You got a lot of sports fans who don't know what rivalries are. It's not just playing each other a bunch of times and it's one side and one team keeps being beating the other team repeatedly and, and that jealousy and envy gets born out of that constant defeat and there's a fight here or there because you can't beat them on the court so you try to fight them. No, that's not a rivalry, people. That is not a rivalry. A rivalry is two high level people. Two high-level teams going at it, trading championships, trading wins and losses. What we've had so far the last two years is a championship for the Golden State Warriors and in a six-game series and a championship game for the Cleveland Cavaliers in a seven-game series. In both instances, you had injuries on both sides. In both instances, the opposing team celebrated, the team that won the championship celebrated on the opposing team's court. That is a rivalry. It doesn't have to be Kurt Rambis getting clotheslined by Kevin McHale. It doesn't have to be that. It just needs to be competition at the highest level. Championships are decided with these rivalries. You get what I'm saying? This is good for the NBA. You saw when, we, when the Clippers and the Golden State Warriors were, were, were fledging. It was a fledging. I'm in the wrong lane. It was a fledging rivalry. I hope to get back to that this season. These two teams don't like each other. I remember one time there was an air ball on a free throw and, and a whole Warriors bench did the whole bench celebration like a, a emphatic dunk because they were getting tired of every time the, the Clippers had an emphatic dunk, the whole Clippers bench would go crazy doing the whole thing. Hold me back. No, you hold me back. Hold me back. No, you hold me back. They were all doing it. So in response to the air ball free throw, they did the same thing. These guys don't like each other. People, <clears throat> a lot of teams don't like the Clippers because the Clippers, you know, they rub people the wrong way because they, they, they're not closers. It's, it's, it's no secret. They're not closers. They're kind of front runners. And when they're winning, they, oh, when they're winning, they let you know that they're winning. They, they show both, they gloat, they run their mouth. Blake Griffin stares you down when he throws it down on you. Chris Paul is always barking. DeAndre Jordan making faces, impressed with himself. Yeah. Then you, then you got guys on a, on a Golden State Warriors like a Draymond Green, like a Klay Thompson, who are very arrogant. Klay Thompson might not be as chatty as a Draymond, but he's very arrogant and he talk fly out the mouth. Yes, he does. He speaks very fly out the mouth. Draymond Green is out here kicking people. Steph Curry lets you know I shoot from anywhere. What you want to do? You know what I mean? These are the things that happen. I'm hoping that the league gets back to that this year in terms of the Clippers are really good. The Warriors are really good. They play each other. I hope they split all four games this season. And I hope they meet in the playoffs. To me, that's why people got so broken up about Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. And I'm like, this wasn't a rivalry. Oh, shit. What if LeBron? Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Oh, look at this guy. Like, this guy just, this, I almost crashed messing with this dude. Because this dude just, he tried to jump the light behind me while I'm indicating the turn, too. I'm like, that's very confusing. If I bark at somebody on car sessions, you know, if I roll the window down and bark at him, you know, just stay with me. But, um, it wasn't a rivalry. So when people are getting so broken up about, oh, it's just, what if LeBron would have went to Boston? Boston and Cleveland was more of a rivalry. Or close to Because I don't think Cleveland ever beat Boston in the playoffs It was closer because they had multiple instances Of playoff series They played more than once They had dog fights in the regular season it, it was two of the marquee teams If not the two marquee teams in the Eastern Conference 
That was a better deal. I can understand that. Multiple defeats and then LeBron jumped ship. That's how everybody was salty when Ray Allen jumped ship and went to LeBron because the history was there. You understand? The, the fly talk on the court, the, the, the personal jabs that were on the court. Yes, we do remember. It was a lot of personal things being thrown back and forth when it was the Boston Celtics going up against LeBron and the Cavaliers and LeBron and the Miami Heat, yes. So when people got so broken up about KD going to the Warriors, they played one series. Remember, the Warriors haven't been great for five years and then they won a chip. The Warriors came out of nowhere. Only, only basketball heads knew that the Warriors were coming. But the Warriors weren't a super elite. They played one series that went seven games. He didn't go to the enemy. He made a basketball decision. That's not a rivalry. Sports fans, do some homework. Know the difference between two teams playing in the playoffs and having a great series and a rivalry. What you have now with Cleveland and Golden State is a rivalry. It's personal. It's genuine animosity. Multiple playoff series. Victories have been traded. Celebrations on opposing teams' courts. Yes, rivalry. Clippers and Warriors. Rivalry. They play in the same division. They've had a, a, a classic series. They've had multiple altercations. You've had you've had coaches and players get into it. Yes. Do the homework. I'm looking forward to some more NBA rivalries. Yes. That I am. Steph giggling at the 3-1 lead poster that they had at the party. Uh, Clay Thompson. They, they had an R.I.P. Clay cookie. And, and Clay is like, but I'm not dead. I don't understand. Like, these guys, I cannot wait for Christmas. It's going to go down. There's going to be technicals. They might be a flagrant. Oh, man. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Uh, Cam Newton hollered at Roger Goodell. Sports fans out here all broken up talking about, oh, he's soft. He's a B-word. He's this and that. Oh, be a man. You know, you know what? I get that. I get the caveman mentality of the football fan. I understand that. I'm not even going to argue. I'm not going to disagree with your stance. You have every right to feel like Cam should man up. I ain't going to dispute that. But what I'm going to say to you is this. There's quarterbacks out here. I'm seeing flags for certain quarterbacks out here. And, and all they, the hits are counted to a slap on the shoulder. And, and, and it was considered too high. And they threw a rough in the passer flag. Yes, they, yeah, that's happened. The player couldn't, he couldn't pull up on the dive. Got too close. He didn't hit the quarterback's knee. Got too close to the knee. They call a rough in the pass a penalty. Cam Newton's out here getting ragged all day. He's getting rocked when he throws the ball. Ball is out. He's getting rocked. No flag. He hasn't had a rough in the passer called in his favor in two years. So before you out here caveman and Cam Newton, think of, don't, don't be the caveman and talk about it. This, this is the ultimate machismo sport, which it is. Just think about what the constructs of the league is. They protect these quarterbacks on a regular basis. You can't even breathe on them too hard and a flag gets thrown. But Cam gets no flags. The MVP of the league gets no flags. That, is, that doesn't make you raise an eyebrow? No? Not at all? Not even a little bit? So I'm just saying, when you before you out here and you bash Cam... I don't blame Cam because Cam is looking around. He's seeing what's going on. Even the no-name quarterbacks get flags. And he doesn't get a flag. The MVP, Cam Newton, top draft pick, Cam Newton, can't get a call. How, Sway? Let me know. You know, 
I want to give you guys a little life advice while I'm here. This is not going to be a typical New York City since I'm not cruising through Manhattan to get to Brooklyn. I'm already in Brooklyn. It's going to be wrapping up real soon as a heads up. Um, you know, if you want to do anything in life, anything, if you have a plan, you have an idea, do it yourself. DIY. What I'm noticing is, is that in order for pe certain people to reach their full potential, they they they, they want they wanted to, they want to have a team. They want to depend on others. They they want to share in the success. I'm here to tell you that sometimes DIY is the best way to go because if if you rely on others and you and you you want to share in the success, there's a high probability that you won't hit or reach your full potential because. Your full potential is dependent on others. If you put all your chips to the, if you push all your chips up on the table, but you're betting on yourself, you have a greater chance of success because you control your own destiny. I know people hate to hear that, but in terms of whatever happens or doesn't happen, it is on you. You're not reliant on anybody else for this to happen. You decide to make the play. You decide when you want to make a certain move. To, to get you from point A to point B. You got a business you want to run. You want to you, you want to shit. No. If you have a business you want to run. And you want this business to hit optimal levels. You have to do what's necessary for you. Yes. That. that Because at the end of the day. You, you know. I, you got a, you got a, a, a restaurant. You, you want the menus to be a certain kind of way. You have to rely on your business partner to get certain things done. Your business partner has proven to be unreliable over the years. So now you have no menus by the target date that you set for yourself because your partner is a mess up. But you know you had it done by a certain day. You know you have the resource to get it done by a certain day. So you do it. You do it. You want to be in, in the music business? You want to have a, a man? You want to have a manager? You want to have this and that? Nah, the light is green. Move. See, I told you I was gonna yell at somebody. Instead of you waiting for the manager and waiting for this guy, and waiting for that guy, take your own money, book your own studio time, buy your own beats, find your own shows to perform at, be your own boss. By doing that. You, you set yourself up for ultimate success Because you don't have to worry about the drawbacks Of the next person Holding you back from reaching your full potential Absolutely Absolutely but People Quick addition to car sessions New York City You got a little road rage You got some high quality sports talk I missed you guys. You know, last week was NBA week, so there was no sports support. There was no New York City. But I see that my listeners stuck around. I, I, I checked the numbers on the sports support. This is one of my more popular episodes. Do remember that the uh, the iTunes feed is available. iTunes is available. I need you to subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. If y'all love sports talk, y'all just love a dude who can keep it real with you. There's no agenda. There's no, you know, first player since Michael Jordan do this. I'm not doing that. I'm just telling you what's happening out here. And I'm... It's, it's Black and white. There, there is no agenda. If you love that, subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe. 
The Sports Support will be back Monday. Look out for the new podcast from TJ that's coming real soon. I know y'all been noticing. I keep pumping that on every episode. I'm promoting that for a reason because TJ got something different. It's not going to be what I do. It's going to be something totally different. So be on the lookout for that. You know what I mean? But again, I appreciate y'all for sticking around, you know? You guys could have dipped out. Oh, no, new episode. I'm going to go listen to somebody else. Y'all stuck around, and I really appreciated that. I mean, y'all know that touched me. But anyway... Sports Report Monday, new pie from TJ coming. Until next time, y'all. Peace.